Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Rant, Rave, and Read with me. My name is Tessa, and I'll be your host. And this week's book is The Girl in Seat 24B by Jennifer Peel. So I really like this book a lot, actually. Um, I think I like it more because I don't look at it as a romance book. I look at it as more women's fiction, which if you look it up, it actually says it's like family fiction, women's fiction. But anyways, so this book... A brief summary of this book is um it's a marriage and trouble book uh classic husband has a li- midlife crisis i guess but he's not cheating surprisingly but this hero is awful she he's just mean but we'll get there so that's what that's what this is it's about um this married couple they've been together for I think it's 11 years, going on 11 years. They've been together, I think, 12, but married 10 or something like that. And they have two kids. And the husband just wakes up one day and is like, you know, I don't think I love you anymore. This isn't what I want. Okay, so. The heroine's name in this is Carly. And the hero's name is Michael. Um, Carly calls him Bishop, which is his last name. And they have two children. Mia is their daughter. And Asher is their son. Okay, and so what happens is it is that Michael just randomly tells Carly that he doesn't want to be married anymore. He doesn't think it's what he wants. That he doesn't love her. And he, she's like, so you don't love me anymore. He goes, I'll always love you, but I'm not in love with you. Okay, so she's blindsided by this, but at the same time, she knew something was going on. She was trying to figure out what was wrong in their marriage because she could tell he was being distant distancing himself and being just a jerk well then she he tells her this goes to work all the stuff and she finds out that he's getting an apartment he's already put money down on it he has a secret account that he's been putting money in so he's like pretty much set to leave her he's like he's been doing this on the sly and he tells her that he wants something different for his career that he's like the laughing stock of the writing industry because he works for a magazine but he used to be he used to be like a travel reporter i'm drawing a blank on what it's actually called you guys but well he's a travel reporter a journalist yes there it is a journalist sorry and he was really famous and like he you know he traveled everywhere and did all this stuff and they actually met on a plane and that's why like and he started a blog called the girl in seat 24b because that was how he met carly she was the girl in seat 24b and they had this whirlwind, whirlwind romance and they fell in love and got married and stuff and they started family. And so he took a desk job and at, like Carly thought he took a desk job because he wanted to be with her and didn't like leaving the family and, the, and you know, having kids and stuff. Okay. So Michael is just an ass. He really is. Yes. He's just a resentful asshole and he does so many messed up, horribly mean things. Okay. And he's turning 40. And so he goes and he gets this apartment and stuff. And he's just, he's dropping the ball with the kids a lot too. I just want to put that out there. He's dropping the ball with the kids a lot. So I'm trying to, I don't want to jump ahead too much on you guys. So anyways, uh, one of the big things that sticks out with me that he first does that's really super shitty is... On Mother's Day, he doesn't get her anything. He doesn't say anything to her on Mother's Day. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, Carly right away kind of knows, like, she finds out that she's pregnant and she's really upset that she's pregnant. So, yeah, she finds out she was pregnant after 
this her douchebag of a husband said he wasn't in love with her anymore and this was the one that he wanted so she is kind of stressing out but right away she knows that she can't count on him like she's hoping that he's gonna come home she's hoping they're gonna work it out because she still loves him and stuff and like she even told him you know like I could go back to work I'm a photographer I could work and then you could work stay at home if it's like if it's your career that's you know if you're not happy with your career let's find something else you know we have some safe we have a safety net we can I have that inheritance that we can use we can figure this out you know you can figure out what you want to do to make yourself feel more successful and satisfied in your work life so I mean she's really she's fighting for her marriage she's trying to find a way to make this work and he's like he wants no part of that he's like I'm gonna do this I'm so he starts taking jobs that take him out of state out of town and he's gone for two weeks at a time and stuff and he it's not seeing the kids he's not really talking to the kids I guess he starts he calls home usually once once a day or something usually and so she finds out she's pregnant and she's like oh and like you know it's like she's she's crying and she even tells her his it was so heartbreaking she tells her she's talking to her baby and she tells and like you know she's she's talking to her belly and she tells her you know that I love you and I'm gonna make this the best like situation that we can have and it might just be me but I want you to know you're wanted and so she still hasn't told Michael because she knows that he's not gonna take it well well she gets really sick and she has a strained relationship with her in-laws she's closer with her father-in-law but her mother-in-law for some reason just doesn't like her and she gets really really sick she starts bleeding um michael won't answer the phone she keeps calling 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 michael won't answer the phone so then she finally calls her father-in-law and they come and get him and they watch the kids and ends up being like she has a really bad kidney infection she has to stay overnight they can get hold of michael and then finally his dad gets hold of michael and he went on a out-of-town weekend camping trip with his buddies and didn't tell her so he's like pretending like he's i guess single and he can do what he wants he doesn't have a family he doesn't have kids he doesn't have a wife but he's still wearing his wedding ring so that's how he finds out she's pregnant and he starts being nice to her and stuff kind of like being the old michael she doesn't really trust him but she's you know hesitant she's 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 hesitantly hopeful i'll put it that way and he takes her home and he, you know, helps take care of her and stuff. And then he goes out of town again the next day. And he, and she's just like, asks him to stay and he doesn't stay. Her, his kids get really upset. And so then she sends him an itinerary about like what they're doing for the summer. But like this whole time, all this is going on, she's putting plans in motion to be able to stand on her own two feet. Because she can't trust that Michael's always going to want to provide for her. She can't, and the kids, she can't trust that he's going to come home. She can't trust that their marriage is going to make it. So she's already talked to her divorce lawyer. Divorce lawyer says, you know, it sounds like you're not ready, but I'll do the paperwork and we'll just wait on filing. And she says, okay. So she does that. She's starting, she's starting her own website to do um, photography. Like I said, she's a photographer. So she's doing like um, newborn and family photos, you know, any type of, any type of photo stuff like that. So she's trying to get on her own to stand on her own two feet, be independent so that she doesn't have to depend on him. So he finds out like that. He's all like, how come none of the money's coming out of the account? I thought that you didn't pay the bills, but then I checked and I noticed that it that you did pay him. And she goes, I told you I was starting my business up again. And then he tells her, well, I told you that I would continue to support the kids. And she, she straight tells him, I can't trust anything you tell me. So why would I continue to trust that you're going to give me money to pay our bills? 
And he's like kind of flabbergasted, you know? And because I think in his mind at this point, he's, I think he, he wants, like I said, he's having this midlife crisis where he wants this fulfilling career and he wants what he used to have when he was younger, but he wants Carly and his kids on the back burner so that they're there when he's done doing whatever he's doing. I think is what's going on in his mind at this point. At this point in time, though, like there's nothing likable about this dude. There isn't. I just really like Carly. I feel like that at this point in time, like she's doing the best she can in the situation she has. Like she's pregnant. She has two small kids. Her husband just up and left and said that he doesn't love her anymore. I mean, she's basically a single mom because he's he comes and goes as he pleases, essentially. Like, he hardly ever sees the children, the kids. He goes out of the town all the time. He sometimes talks to them. So it, she is a single mom. She's doing everything herself. At this point in time, um, you know, the hospital scene, all that, like, uh, Michael's dad is just pissed at him. He thinks he's a crappy person. He's so freaking mad at him, right? So... Um, but you know, he can't talk any sense to him. He won't listen to him. So he's like said that he's not proud of the man that he is right now and that he's very disappointed in him. Um, this is when Michael's mother starts to thaw towards Carly, but like Carly had a hard talk with her and told her, you know, I don't know what I did to make you not, you know, like me. And they end up having this heart to heart. And she says she doesn't want to get involved in their, their marriage, but she wants her to know that she's never seen a better wife or mother. So they are starting to get closer together. Okay. So Carly sends Michael this itinerary for the summer of what they're doing, of the dates, like going to the beach, games, that type of thing, in case he wants to go. And she she even included the ultrasounds just in case, right? So he says, I'll try to make it to the beach trip, but I don't know if I will, but I'll be there for the ultrasound. So she's almost 20 weeks at this time. They're down at the beach. He does end up showing up. And he's, he, he, he waffles, you guys, he waffles between being this nice guy. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He'll be like being sweet, like the old Michael. And then he turns into a cold, total asshole. So like, he'll just randomly snap at the kids and then he'll have to apologize. And it's like, Carly doesn't really put up with that. Like, she's like, you know, you're wrong. I'm not going to sit there and tell you you're not wrong for treating the kids that way. And Asher is having, he's seven and he's having a harder time than Mia because, you know, he realizes that something's going on. He realizes that, um, he, that, you know, his dad's not around and it's not because of work. He can pick up on things like that. So the next thing, so he does show up for that. And it's like, Carly's like, says that she, even she, she has whiplash with his emotions. Like what's going back and forth. She can never figure out what's going on with him. Like he refuses to share a bed with her. So he sleeps on the couch when he comes to the beach house. So the next thing is the ultrasound. And oh my gosh, it's so, this is so awful. Like he is so awful. So he misses the ultrasound. Like she walks out of the hospital and she made two different copies to give to him. And she's mad at him. You know, she's so mad. He's so, so and like, and she, and she tells him they're in the car and she just like unloads on him and she tells him that he's such a selfish jerk and that she doesn't even know who he is anymore. And he, oh my, you guys, so he misses the ultrasound, right? He misses the freaking ultrasound. You know what this asshole tells her? He tells her that he's selfish. He's selfish. He put his career and his aspirations on hold for their family and he sacrificed all this stuff. And she's like sitting there thinking that she never looked at it that way and stuff. And then he goes, I did all of this just to sit here and play house with you guys. 
And that just like broke her heart and she starts crying and she tells him, I'm so sorry because I didn't realize when you made these choices that you did it, that you resented me for them. That she goes, I never once thought we were playing house. I thought this was our life. I thought this was our family. And I'm so sorry that you feel that way. And that's when she starts to realize that he's probably not going to come around. He's not, you know. And I guess I think it happens right before this was Father's Day. And even though her and Michael are not on good terms, she has the kids make him cards and they make him cinnamon rolls and they stop by and they drop it off at his house and stuff and he's home and everything and then he ends up sending her flowers and telling her that he's so sorry that he messed up on mother's day whatever who cares right who cares anyway so he she does that ultrasound and she he's really upset and he starts regretting i guess saying that and stuff and he says that he regrets some of the things he said he's still being jerk he's still traveling he's still oh and he tells the kid tells her that he can't he has to leave right away so he, she tell the kids goodbye for him and she's like yeah fine you know at this point she's used to it so she goes and he go he leaves town again and he starts calling and he wants her to start reading his article so they're talking on the phone he calls and talks to the kids and then he talks to her every day on the phone and they talk about his work and stuff and it's like they're getting closer together so then it comes to be his birthday and he comes home and he surprises her yeah he surprises her um but he's mad because she's turning his office into the nursery for the baby and she's like she tells him she goes you don't live here anymore like I don't have to ask you if I can do this or not like you don't live here and so when uh so he they go out in the camp for his birthday and they do all the stuff and then he goes he and like it's like he's being the old Michaels, which she's thinking. And then all of a sudden he turns cold again. So she doesn't understand what's going on. She can tell that he feels guilty and conflicted, but she gets complete whiplash with all of this. So at this point, they're still talking on the phone every day. He says he regrets what he said. He still won't say he loves her. He's still traveling. He's still dropping the ball with the kids. He is trying more though. Like he's sending them postcards and stuff. And then comes the big thing, which you thinking, you guys are probably listening to this and thinking, really, there's more, there's more Tessa. What more could this guy do? Oh, oh, okay. So he calls and says that he is boss, which is apparently he, this, he is following and doing a story on this guy running for presidency. Okay. So he says that he's coming into town. He would really like to have dinner with Carly. Could Carly go and see him? And so Carly's like, sure. And she goes, he goes, I'm running late from the airport. So she gets there. Well, this boss drops the bombshell on her saying that she must be the most um, accepting wife because he didn't realize she was pregnant. So like Michael's lying. He's not saying he's separate. He said he's happily married. He hasn't said that he's pregnant. And then Joseph drops the ball that he has accepted a job offer to travel with him. For the next six weeks out of town. Which means he will miss the birth. Of their baby. That's right you guys. He knowingly took a job. That would keep him out of town. When she would give birth. So then. So obviously Carly is. Knowingly upset. But she's trying to put on. This. Show I guess essentially. 
you know, Michael shows up and, you know, they, Joseph tells him that he was just telling him how amazing his wife was for being okay with all this and that they have this private jet that he can be home at a moment's notice. And you can, can tell us and Michael's like, oh shit, because he hasn't said anything to her. And Carly's like, wants to just tear him apart, but she feels like this isn't the time or place. And so she just gets to the dinner. They go to leave. Michael keeps trying to talk to her and she goes, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, I can't, I don't want to do this with you anymore. And then she gave, gives him, she goes, I'm giving you what you've been wanting this whole time. And he, and he looks at her and she hands him his, her wedding ring. And he goes, I don't want your wedding ring. And she goes, no, but you want your freedom. And now you have it. And so this was her deciding factor. This when she, she decides that she's done. She can't, she can't hold on to someone who doesn't want to be with her. So she goes to the divorce lawyer. Oh, she gets home and she's crying and she tells, you know, every, everybody what's going on. And her, even her in-laws tell her, you know, you fought for him. You fought for this marriage, but at some point enough's enough. And they support, they're like, you know, whatever you have to do, we want you to know that we support you and that we're going to be here for you. And they have, they have been her support system through this whole thing. Her, the father-in-law had retired early and does a lot of stuff with her son. And so Michael keeps trying to call and talk to Carly and Carly doesn't want to talk to him. She has the kids talk to him. She tells him, you know, she sells, she sells her car so that she can get something else for all the kids. She, um, he starts, that's when he starts sending him postcards and trying to act, to try more. Cause in his mind, he's like, oh shit, she's really actually done with me. She has the, the lawyer finally filed the divorce papers. And he says he needs a lawyer that can, that Michael needs a lawyer so that they can send the paperwork to him. And she keeps telling him, please get a lawyer. And he keeps on procrastinating it. And she's like, just please just do it already. He's sending her baby furniture and all this stuff. Like baby furniture is going to make it for it. And so they keep talking. And she says, I want this done before the baby gets here. And he goes, before my baby gets here. And he says, you mean our baby? Why do you keep saying my baby? And he, she goes, let's be honest. You never wanted this baby. And you haven't been present for this baby. So this is my baby. <laughs> I love that line. She's like, it's mine. It's not yours. It's mine. Anyway, so at this point, Michael decided that he wants to be, he wants to save his family. He says that he knows he messed up and everything. Well, uh, so he gets a lawyer and he wants a stay. He grants a stay. He says he wants to wait until after the baby's born. Carly is so upset, so like heartbroken. She's just like, why do you hate me this much? Why are you doing this to me? And he's like, I don't hate you. And at this point, she's never called, she doesn't call him Bishop anymore. She calls him Michael. And he asks her, why don't you call me Bishop anymore? And he, she says, because the man that I knew and loved that I called Bishop is gone. I don't know you. So you're Michael. Right. So he, he calls and he, he, he'll try to call her and say, Hey, I want to tell you about my work, which, you know, if you remember from before, she was talking to him and giving him advice and telling him what she, she thought of his articles. And she goes, tells him, I don't want to talk to you about your work. I don't care about your work. Like maybe one day it won't hurt as bad, but she goes, I, I don't care. I don't care. Like I, I personally think in her mind, she was thinking, I don't give a fuck. I don't care, Michael. I don't care. You do you, man. I'm doing me. And then uh, they're on the phone. She says she's just really tired. She's going to bed. And like in his mind, he knows that means, I guess he, he recognized the signs for her as going into labor. So he called his in-laws 
or his parents, I guess, and told her, you know, and then surprise, surprise, he rushes home, right? So he gets there right, right after his in-laws get there because he started driving. And he's there for the birth and, and he's in the room and he's really sincerely apologetic, I would say. And he's almost crying. He like rubs her feet and paints her nails and tells her that he's really sorry and that he knows he doesn't deserve a second chance, but he regrets the things that he said. And when they have the baby, he cries and he says, I can't believe I almost missed this. I can't believe I almost missed this. And so, you know, Carly's sitting here and she tells him, like, I don't know if I can trust you. I don't, I don't know, like, what's the, like, what's the fast turnaround? And so I noticed on my, on my, uh, my reread of this and I didn't pick it up on the, the first time. And he actually essentially resigns from his job. So he's following the presidential candidate around and he's writing a book about him is what he's doing, his book, his life story. And he emails him and says, hey, Carly just has a baby. I'm not coming back. Like, if that means I lose this opportunity, I lose out on this opportunity, but I'm not coming back. And the first time around I read it, I took it as he got the okay. Like, I didn't take it as him resigning. I took it as him getting his way, I guess, and getting to essentially have his kicking in too because he got to keep your job and he got to come home. But no, he did. He resigned and, he's, and Carly kept telling him, I don't want you to do that because I don't want you to resent us. And she, he says... That the only person he resents is himself and he doesn't even know how to begin to make up what he make up to her what he did to her and his family and how he tore them apart and then this joseph guy's so cool that he's all like yeah you know you just stay you can i'm not gonna fire you you can keep doing it just you know work from home finish it they end up taking the baby to the election because michael really wants to go and he asks carly to think about it and carly says you can go without us and he says i'm not going without you and so they go there and the guy gets elected. They have a few heart to hearts. They come back home. She lets him move back home because at first he really wanted to come back home right, right away. And she told him, I can't let you come back home because I can't put my kids through that. And I can't put, I can't let you just walk back. You have to prove that, you know, you're changing. He ended up closing his account, which you, he tells her that he actually had that secret account because at the very beginning, he didn't get her the big, the ring that he wanted to get her because he didn't have the money. So he started, he opened that secret account to put a little bit of money inside each month so that eventually he could get her the ring of her dreams. And she said, you know, I love my ring. She, he goes, and that's another reason I love you is because, you know, you're so humble and gracious and all this stuff. And so what he did was he closed the account. He gave her all the paperwork showing the account was closed and he gave her her new ring. And then... I think another thing is, like, he got smacked in the face with, like, he wanted to, like, do soccer, like, take his kid to soccer practice, Asher. And Asher said, no, I don't want you to take me. I want Grandpa to take me. So he had to work. He didn't only have to win his wife back. He had to win his son back because his son was old enough to know better and, you know, and know what was going on and know that he was absent and know that he wasn't around and that he didn't want to be around. So he had to win them both back. And then it ends with a... um he starts his twenty his his blog because the girl in C twenty four B was his blog that he started and it was about his him and Carly's relationship and their family and things that happened and then when he got restless he decided he didn't want to do the blog anymore that he wanted to do something else so the ending is him writing in his blog about how he met 
you know, how he met Carly and how he almost lost the best thing of his life and that he, he, before he met his wife, that he was this selfish, greedy, self-centered person and that this last almost year he had turned into the same person and he doesn't like that person and that it's all because of her and her love for him that he's the man that he's going to be and that he's going to spend the rest of his life making it up to her. And that is the end. So I really like this book and I think I really like this book so much is because I feel like Carly is so relatable because at the end of the day it's like some people are like oh you know like she should have just divorced him right away she should have just done this and she shouldn't and she should have just never talked to him again essentially but it's like I felt like this was a could have been a real life situation did she hang on longer than she had to I don't know I mean because it wasn't like it was years and years and years. This is all within a year period, if you think about it, because he left. She found out she was 12 weeks pregnant and he's back by the birth. So it's not even a whole year, you know, six months or so. So I don't think six months is too long to hold on or try to make your marriage work. So I felt like this was a very relatable situation. Like Carly as a mother, um, Carly as a wife, Carly trying to figure out everything. Like I thought she was so relatable and I could easily picture myself in that situation. And I don't think, I never thought she was a doormat. I thought that she was this woman who loved her husband and she loved her kids and she was trying to do what was best for everybody in the situation. And you also have to remember that she's, you know, pregnant too, but she took the steps to be financially independent because she didn't know what was going to happen. She knew she loved her husband. She knew she wanted to reconcile, but she knew she couldn't trust whatever he was going to say. And then when he finally pushed her to the point where she couldn't take it anymore, she couldn't take this back and forth. She couldn't take his whiplash mood swings. She couldn't do, and she, and she, he had pushed too far and hurt her too bad. She's the one that filed. Like, and it's not even, she saw a, a divorce lawyer way before she actually filed those paperwork. So she took all the steps she needed to take. And then when he finally did pushed her too far, she actually filed. So I never thought she was a doormat. I thought that she was a very strong woman who was trying to do the best in the situation that she could. Do I think, do I think Michael, the husband is redeemable? I do think he's redeemable. I think that we should have seen it. We needed more on page of it. We needed more on page instead of just Carly saying, oh, you know, he's been doing this for a while. He's been doing that for a while. We need a little bit more on page of that. Do I think he has a lot to make up for? Yes, I do. I don't believe he will do it again. I do believe it, like he is sincere in his remorse and feelings for and regret and how he did everything. I mean, he did end up getting the career he wanted and he got his family back. But I don't, I think he also realized just how much he almost lost in the process. Do I like him? No, I think he's a total asshole. He's horrible. He did horrible things. I mean... Like, just take away how bad he hurt Carly, his wife. He hurt his kids, too. I mean, they he went from being a very present, active father to being pretty much absent. You know? And so that, he had a lot to make up for. I wish there was, like, an extended epilogue, I guess. But all in all, I really did like this book. So those are my thoughts and feelings on... The Girl in C24B. Um, I did get a lot of feedback 
from last week's episode and it seemed a lot of people like liked the voting on next week's book so I'm gonna put another one up this week I'll list three different books and you guys can vote for which one you want me to review and until next time I will see you later